Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. And then, of course, we have the violence of the Antifa riots and the Black Lives Matter riots that racked this country. Uh, shut up. There was no... And, hey, 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 good morning. There was no Antifa riots. There were no Black Lives riots. You know, you know see, isn't that Cruz... Yes. He starts off the morning stupid. I mean, really. Oh, we and then there's the ant, there's the riots. The, you know, so let me ask you a question. So how many, let, let, let me ask you this. How many black lives folks are in jail currently? Or in prison? If they were riot, how many of them are in prison? Now, look, if they rioted, you know darn well the police would not have any problems arresting them. So how many of them are currently in prison? Compared to <laughs> how many of these insurrectionists have been arrested and are in prison? Well, the answer to that is not enough. So you're going to actually compare, Senator Cruz, from the floor of the Senate, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the riots that took place. By the way, you know, none of these folks started right. They know that it was spontaneous. This is the other thing. It was spontaneous. And what now what we're going to find out tomorrow is what? The, the, this, the takeover or attempted takeover of Congress was not spontaneous. Now they have evidence it was premeditated. Go ahead and finish the dumbass's clip. ...were firebombed, people were assaulted, people were murdered. My colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle sought to excuse, sought to apologize for, even went so far as raised money to bail out of jail the violent rioters committing these acts of violence. When it comes to violence... And none of them were associated... Keep running. None of them were associated with Black Lives Matter. ...to target the political opponents of whatever administration is in power, Republican or Democrat. But instead, violent crime should be prosecuted vigorously across the board to keep people safe. I just want to start out uh, by Get uh, noting that uh, the intelligence community has identified racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists as a category of people most likely to conduct mass casualty attacks. So I think we have an agreement on that. But one thing that wasn't noticed, and this is just one year of statistics, but was not noted by Senator Cruz, and that is that the FBI reported that of the racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists it was investigating in 2020, so let me be very clear about the category, 87% were white supremacists. Oh, no! So I just think oh, it's very just, important. Excuse that the, me, stop. Just 87%? Is that all? I, I can hear Ted Cruz now. Oh, uh, madam, uh, my, my distinguished colleague from uh, Minnesota, that's just, it's just 87%. Boy, you want to talk about busted? I mean, just busted. I mean, just busted him out. But you, the sad thing is, 
I'm preaching to the choir this morning. The sad thing is that the, the Ted Cruz's of the world, and y'all are listening, because some of you get paid to, and others, you, you know, you, you got to wait. Well, well let's, let's see what he said, and at 9 o'clock we'll call in and mess with him. Um, you know, th- let me tell you something. She busted him out. The sad thing is, and this is why I'm about, I'm going to tell you something when I get through with the rest of the clips, that is an absolute truth. comes from Frederick Douglass well over 100 years ago. Let me tell you something. People, that, that, that side, they don't care. They really don't care. They don't care. Facts mean nothing. The truth doesn't count. I'm just, I'm just being honest. It doesn't count. Unless it's alternative facts. Oh, uh, 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 don't ever use that word again in my presence. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. They're called lies. lies. Oh, no. All right, go ahead, man. Continue. <laughs> Do you find in your research that the social media approach to information in America is exacerbating this situation? Can we add to that the automatic weapons that are now giving to these madmen who are inspired by this racism uh, the means to kill so many innocent people as they did in Buffalo? Is that the difference? So there's two big differences, sir. Uh, First, we have volatile capabilities. Those are the weapons you're talking about. Now combined with volatile ideas and beliefs in the mainstream. Let me me stop right there. You know, again, you always hear me say, quote my grandfather, Joseph, can you put it where the goats can get it? Wait a minute. Hey, hey. Volatile... What? Volatile what? What is he talking? Just, you know, just just kind of go back a little bit. See, we hear these things, and it kind of rolls off our back like, you know, water off a duck's back. I, I, look, I'm, edu- I'm, I'm college educated. Okay, fine. I know what he means. And I'm not saying many of you, you don't have to have a college degree to understand what he means. But, you know, it... When we have these hearings, those of you, will you do me a favor? Will you just break it down? Because if a college graduate can understand that, which they do, and again, this is not about college doctor degree or any of that. Put it, you always, the smart thing to do when you want to deliver a message is put it... Put it where the goats can get it, which means take it down to the root. Because that's what my grandfather used to say. Look, Joseph, if you can explain it to me, then trust me, the person with all the degrees behind their names, they'll understand too. You want the majority of people to understand. Volable what? Play it again. Just play it again. And listen, and then you sit, I sat back and I said, what are you talking about? Guns? Then say guns. Play it again, Daryl. Is that the difference? 
So there's two big differences, sir. Uh, first, we have volatile capabilities. Those are the <laughs> weapons you're talking about. That's now weapons. combined with volatile ideas and beliefs in the mainstream. What? It's not one or the other. You've got the combination of these two, which is why we're seeing many more of these events in the United States than we are, say, in Britain. And, and this and, is, and by a, the way, um, a very you, you can hear in his voice. He's so impressed with himself. What did he just say? I know what he said. Sherry knows what he said. Dale, you don't know what he said? <laughs> Wait a minute. My intern. Say what? My intern. Our intern, who is a, a, a proud student at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, by the way, not to be confused with Whitewater. Uh, she's going, eh. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, eh. I mean, this is my point. This, you, you know who you could understand? And that's the last couple of clips. You know who you could understand? Now, you want to talk about somebody that broke it down yesterday. Who was that, Sherry? Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey broke. The actor and the activist. He broke it down. He uh, uh, Let's go to that clip. Let's go to those two clips. Play those clips. Now, you, this is what I mean when, this is what I mean when I say put it where the goats can get it. He broke it down. We heard from so many people, right? Families of the deceased, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, Texas Rangers, hunters, Border Patrol, and responsible gun owners who won't give up their Second Amendment right to bear arms. And you know what they all said? We want secure and safe schools, and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. So, we know it's on the table. We need to invest in mental health care. We need safer schools. We need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. We need to restore our family values. We need to restore our American values. And we need responsible gun ownership. Responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. These are reasonable, practical, tactical regulations to our nation, states, communities, schools, and homes. Responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. Hell, my five-year-old can understand that. That is what I mean. That's what my grandfather meant. That's what, when I say, put it where the goats can get it. In other words, explain it to me. Here's what I want you to do. Explain it to me. Like I'm a like I'm in the second grade. That way everybody can understand it. PhD or no D's behind your name. 
Everybody can understand that. Now, you may not agree with him because, oh, I, 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 I no, I, I'm sorry. I, I, background checks? No, 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 no. A red flag law so that somebody with a dubious background, some kid who, like Rittenhouse, did you see that punk? And I don't mean it in the sexual way. I, I, look, I'm old school. When we used the word punk, we meant somebody like Rittenhouse. I'm, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not now. So don't get, don't be emailing and texting me. Oh, you're, you're, you're homophobic. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm old school. I, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, I tell you what, how about I change the word from punk to some jive turkey? That jive turkey. Did you see him? He actually sent out, uh, they, they released a video of him at a gun range shooting a gun and he wasn't crying like he was on the witness witness stand. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> hey, Joe Biden, that's for you. You're not coming to get our guns. So now he's the darling. Oh, he's an entirely different kid. He's an entire, because that was a bullshit act that his lawyers told him put on. That's what that was. That's what he's a jive turkey. That's what he is. That's exactly what he is. Now he's he's trapped. Oh, I, I I just don't have control of my life. Oh, I'm I, I'm I, I, I have I, there's such demand for me. I even lied about being enrolled in, in a university, and where the university had to say, "Mother, you you ain't enrolled in this school. What the hell's wrong with you? What is? I, I mean, but you know, I, and I can understand. I know why he's doing what he's doing. I'm not trying to analyze him. What I don't understand is why are the people out here?" allowing him to influence them. What is it about that turkey? What is it about that that little punk? (laughs) What is it about him that you would want to follow him? Even his mama was nuts. Now, wait a minute. How come his mother was nuts? it's It's not nice to talk about somebody's mama. What mother drives uh, their child, repeat, what mother drives their child into a riot? When I was, when we had disturbances uh, in Dayton, they had a little disturbance. Well, my grandparents said, boy, you better not be out there on the streets with them folk. You're not going anywhere. What mother drive? My grandfather and grandmother didn't say, "Oh, come on, I'll drive you across Third Street Bridge to the riots." What mother does that? We got any more clips? Wake people up. If you got a couple more, you can play them for the early birds. If not, we'll go to our history. 
But when you get up to Capitol Hill, um, these conversations, uh, you start with what you saw and the emotion of it? I start with the why I'm here. I start with the why it's now personal. Um, and I also understand that 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 needs to they need to see that that, that that's important i'm not i'm not you know I, i'm not some other uh, someone from in the entertainment industry that decided to swing by for an open cause this landed on my, i got the calling it happened in the, the town i was born in all right so it got very personal for me so i go in and they ask and i tell them my personal story and then after that though it's time to get past or at least parcel and parlay my message past emotion and talk about, well, now let's talk about what's reasonable. Let's talk about what is there something that we really can change that's not emotional, that can help. And you know Texas gun owners, you talk to them all the time. All the time. And what do they say to you? Well, here's the thing, Red. Look, I've been talking to so many that are gun owners that own AR-15s, that are responsible gun owners. And I hear so many of them saying, yeah, pause after purchase. I like that idea. Hey, 18 to 21, for that AR-15 style rifle, yeah. Because you know what the difference is, and the argument would be, well, at 18, you go in the military. Well, they're going to the military with a intention, intent and purpose. All right? And even going to the military, it's like over a week of training before they're ever putting a live, live round into that semi-automatic. All right? That's with intention and purpose. We're talking about it here in the civil society to be able to go purchase that kind of weapon. And then that afternoon, do what you will with it. I think we could be more responsible than that. Yes, sir, I do. I, I mean, I mean, does that mean, because how many people have called up here to the Madison show and said, well, you know, you go into the military, they train your ass. What did he say? You, you don't even get live ammo until you've been properly trained. These 18-year-olds walk into a gun store, a gun show, or whatever. Here's the gun, and here's the weapon. Goodbye, have fun, whatever. No background check in most cases. I heard a, a United States senator this morning on a news program. Well, the problem I have with banning the AR, the you know, is... um. You know, some people use the assault rifles to shoot prairie dogs. I pause for what? I, no, I pause for effect. I pause for effect. Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Uh, one of the reasons uh, this was a senator, kind of tall guy, don't even remember his name. And he said, and, and so, well, you know, I'm not really in favor of banning them as we did a few years ago uh, because, you know, I've got constituents out. Oh, he said, in my state, they use them to, to kill prairie dogs. And then I had a thought. Why don't we here in Washington, D.C., let everybody get an AR an assault rifle, right, an AR-15, and we can go around and kill fucking rats. That's many of them as big as cats. Shit, cats run away from rats in Washington, D.C. They're so big. 
I know y'all don't like me. This, you know, I can hear the mayor now. Oh, please, Mr. Madison, don't say that. I'm just saying, you go out walking three, four, five in the morning or five o'clock, you know, before the sun comes up, and them boy, them rats are out there, man. Right, Daryl? Man. Oh, they are. Oh, please. They coming in from a night of fest, <laughs> you know, whatever, and trash can. But look, let me tell you, I mean, that would be the same, the, the equivalent. I mean, can you imagine somebody walking down the street? Saying, wait, bro, what you doing with that AR-15? I'm killing rats. This is my weapon of choice, to kill rats. Oh, God. I'm going to, before I go to history, I'm going I'm to quote something. This is something I remember. I, re, I gave, I memorized Frederick Douglass's speech, I believe, from 1857, I'm not certain, but I always remember this one paragraph. It's actually one full sentence. And I'm going to tell you why. Let me, let me tell you something. Patrick, I mean, what is uh, the uh, folks who, who testified yesterday um, at the House and the Senate? I mean, the White House, all all the clips that you heard, they're asking the members of Congress to do the right thing. They're asking, you've got to do the right thing. They're asking the witnesses. They're asking, you got to do the right thing. Mr. Uh, Whitfield, his mother, right? She was killed in Buffalo. And he was asking very politely, very politely, with the people who have the power, with one vote, each of them have one vote, they have the power to do the right thing. If they're listening, and you never know who's listening, maybe somebody that knows them, Matthew might be listening. Responsible gun owners are fed up. He's right. He might be listening. But before I go to the history, I'm going to give you a little bit of history. This is from Frederick Douglass. Man, I, I learned this. I was in the seventh grade when I, I memorized this uh, his speech. Power concedes nothing without demand. It never did, and it never will. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to, and you have found out the exact measure of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them. And these will continue till they are resisted and either with either words or blows or with both. But there's another part that I always remember. And Sherry or whoever, you got to find that part. People, 
You want, it's like wanting the rain without the thunder and the lightning, without the, with the crops, without plowing the fields. See, you know, this is interesting. I don't think most young people know that quote. That, that, and, and in large part because they don't teach it anymore. And and I should point out, we didn't learn it in our classrooms. We learned it in our sitting down with older people and mentors. Now, give me that full quote. It's like people wanting, like people wanting the rain. Without thunder. Power concedes nothing without demand. And here's the mistake. And, and I'll say, maybe it's not, it's not nice to say it's a mistake. Patrick, Mr. Uh, Whitfield, you, here's your mistake. You're asking. You got to demand it. You got to demand it. Let's get it started. I'm Madison, the Black Eagle, here on Sirius XM Urban View. Flying a mile high, it's Joe Madison, the Black Eagle. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Pump day! The first call I got was from Fox. I go to the meeting, and it's not the film department, it's the TV department. They had come to see the movie. The film guys didn't even come. So I was disappointed at first, and then they explained to me, look, we got this new network we're doing, blah, 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 and they said, we really want to push the edge, and, you know, we loved your movie, and, you know, we would love for you to create something for us, and, and you know, you can do whatever you want to do. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, you have total freedom. So I left and I thought about it. I was like, okay, I got some. And I went back. I I pitched it to him. I pitched, uh, let's see, the the Men on Film, Wrath of Farrakhan, uh, and the Homeboy Shopping Network. That is uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne, born on this state, by the way, very talented. In New York is born in Harlem and as you heard best known for creating comedy sketches particularly I used to love it man I in living color I don't know do they still air it must air somewhere but you, in, you know and and then of course his siblings his brothers and his sisters oh man Mar- Marlon and Sean and Kim and Dame they all were just talented people. I I mean, can you imagine that family? I mean, just talented people. And so, happy birthday, Keenan. All right, let me take the phone calls. 1-866-801-8255. I always talk about the the early birds who get up with us and listen, because usually these are the people who follow the news uh, overnight uh, it, during, you know, in the evening when they get home. And then I give them a chance 
to, to talk about what they learned or what they heard. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes when people call in and they say, well, this, 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 and this, I may ask the question, well, then what are you going to do about it? Because let me tell you, <clears throat> it it is a, you want to know what's going on. Then you have to understand if you know what's going on, you've got to give a damn. And if you give a damn, you've got to do something. We can no longer, in this, because the, no longer not do anything. Because the other side, again, let's go back to January 6th. Those people, whatever you think of them, they did something. And we're about to find out. Now, I heard this this morning. We may find out that Donald Trump was trying to get the Secret Service to motorcade him down to the Capitol. Now, he was going to do something about it. And the Secret Service said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, Mr. President. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, Think about this. What would have happened if then-president Donald Trump had showed up at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, he couldn't do what he wanted the vice president to do, but he probably would have tried. Do you understand how close we came to a coup And then I had this jackass yesterday call me and said, well, no, it wasn't a coup because there were no guns. And then we're sitting up here listing the guns that were confiscated among the crowd. We're people of decency. We're taught to love even our enemies. But our enemies don't love us. So what are we supposed to do with all our anger and all of our pain? You expect us to continue to just forgive and forget over and over again? Yep. And what are you doing? Nothing. You're elected to protect us, to protect our way of life. I ask every one of you to imagine. Mistake right there. Mistake right there. You do not ask people with power to do anything. You demand it. I'm telling you. As, let me put it this way. You do not ask members of the United States Senate and, and the House of Representatives. Do not ask. You demand it. These folks don't care. Look, I, I, I'm telling you, I've been before them. I've sat down with them. Oh, they sit there and they politely and they look at you and they stare at you and they, you know, impassionately they, 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 they have their aides. Oh, their aides are usually there, you know, and, and watching to make sure they say the right thing. They don't care. Look, folks, I know what I'm talking about. Most of you don't have that experience. But this is what makes my show a little bit different when I say about being radioactive. I've been in those situations. They don't care. What you know so so how do you make them care? You threaten their asses to vote them out of office. What they care about is maintaining their power. 
And what is their power? The vote that they have as a senator. That's their power. And by the way, each of them have one vote. How many votes do you have? One vote. The Democrats cannot find 10 out of 50 cannot find 10 Republicans who are in the United States Senate to say, you know what? Let's just do, let's just, let's, let's be reasonable. Let's raise the age to 21. Oh, but what about the kids that go to the military? They're trained before they even are allowed to shoot an automatic rifle. They don't even give them bullets. Well, let's 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 have red flag. Now we got to then get into their high school background, and nah, I don't think we should do that. How about insure them liability? Insure? Oh no, no, I don't think we. No matter what you come up with, when you ask them, they they nope 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 they don't do it. Now, I'm not making this up. Oh, let's let's watch and see and listen to what happened January 26th. Now, we know what we saw on television. We know what we saw on television. We're watching it over and over and over. But now we're finding out that there might have been a president who was trying to convince the Secret Service, to arrange a motorcade. Because he wasn't going to walk down there. Arrange a motorcade to go down to the riot. We know that there are senators who, after the riot, even though they were locked, even though they were being protected and locked in the chamber, after it was all over, Some of them came out and said, oh, they were just tourists. We now know that there were police officers whose job, Capitol Hill officers, law enforcement officers, whose job it was to stop it. And they were terribly outnumbered, who were harmed, many of them with life injuries. That's okay. And we're about to find out a hell of a lot more. Well, tell you what. Don't you bother to watch. We'll watch for you. Now, I, I once had I once had to give a I was invited to a demonstration near the Sudan Embassy, and I've told this story before. Where a group of white liberals and I mention that because that's how they identified themselves. Had invited me. Would you show up? Sure, I'll show up. Do you? And then somebody said, you know, you ought to let, since Madison's been getting arrested down here almost weekly and has been to South Sudan, we ought to let him, you know, say a few words to those who are gathered near the uh, embassy. And I said, okay, do you know the leader of this group? I can see his face, can't remember his name. No, that's okay, we'll speak for him. 
What? I mean, really? Now, this dude hadn't even been near Sudan or South Sudan. And that's what he said to the No, that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll speak for him. I said, oh, okay. That's a, hey, no problem. Now, this, how I felt wanted to say, look, nobody speaks for me. But I didn't say anything. It wasn't my rally. It was his rally. Well, guess what happened? A group of Muslims showed up to counter-protest. Now, they weren't going to, it wasn't going to be violence. They just stood on the outskirts of those who had assembled. One, a couple of them recognized me and said, Brother Madison, now we're not here to demonstrate against you. And I knew the brother. We're just, we're just counter-protesting these folks, but I, I don't, this is not personal with you. We, you know, we respect you. May not agree, but we respect you. I said, no problem. Well, that jackass who had the audacity to tell the crowd, well, we'll speak for Madison. Do you know that mother, do you know he actually, you're getting ready to put a dollar in there, see? Uh, do you know that he actually came to me and said, uh, uh, would, would you be willing to speak? Fuck you. Oh, now you want me to speak. <laughs> oh, now. And that's the same thing. That's the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's the equivalent. Don't worry. Don't watch it. Don't watch tomorrow. We'll watch for you. And then we'll, and because you didn't get a chance to, because you didn't see it, because you didn't watch it, we'll tell you what happened. That's what, that's the deal. You have to be, look, if you're one of these folks sitting in a truck listening to me, driving, listening to me, working out, listening to me on your app or your radio, stop and think what I just described. You really are so insignificant. Your mind is so insignificant. Your mind is such that you have to have somebody else watch for you. And and by the way, you can watch it and come up with an entirely different perspective than I did. We do this all the time. We have people who listen to the show, hear the same thing I hear, and then call me up and said, no, what he was trying to say was, it happens all the time. Happens all the time. No, that's not, no, you should have let him finish talking because what he was trying to say, it happens all the time. I mean, you could actually listen, watch the show, listen to it on SiriusXM. By, and by the way, and we'll tell you, it's going to be all over SiriusXM. M- multiple channels will be covering it. Multiple channels will be covering it. You know, you could listen, watch it, and then call me in the morning and say, well, I didn't hear the same thing you heard, Black Eagle. But you can't, now, if you didn't watch it, 
then all I got to say, what I have to say is, well, I'm sorry, I can't take your call. I'm sorry, I can't continue this call. Why not? You didn't watch it. You didn't hear it. How can you comment on something you didn't watch? How can you comment on something you didn't hear? Now, this is, I, that's this is not a put down it's just reality Tim from New Jersey good morning good morning uh I wasn't going to comment on the Matthew McConaughey speech but I'll just as a sidebar I'll just say he said a lot of good things and I agree with everything he said um and I don't see why they can't uh do something with that. Be, be, and I'll call, take that. And I'll, again, let me interrupt a second. Because they don't want to. Because they're not, they're, it's not a demand. Because they're not threatened by having their job taken away from them. That is as simple as it is. It, that's what it is about. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, like I said, I, if I had any fears about that, my one and only fear would be, okay, let's say we do do something. Let's say let's say we do some things. What are we going to do at the next mass shooting? Oh, you are we going hey, to hey, hey, yeah, no, and, listen, listen. See, you, see he's well, here we go. We have a law against robbing a bank of banks. Yes or no? Just a yes or no. Oh, it's wrong, the robbery. I didn't. See, follow me. We have a law. And, and when I asked you something, don't try to get ahead of me. That, no, don't try. Hey, hey, yes, it's yes or no. Do we have a law that says it's against the law? You break the law if you rob a bank. Yes. Thank you. Stop. And that And does it stop bank robbers? No. Thank you. Now, here's the deal with laws. If you break the law, there are consequences. We know this is a false argument. Well, it's not going to stop it. You're right. You don't stop murders. You're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. But the purpose is to try to prevent it, slow it down, consequences if you do it, you're absolutely right. So what happens if somebody says, I don't give a you-know-what about the law, and and they just decide they want to go death by cop, whatever, suicide by cop. There's some people that may think before they act. There are some people who will respect the law. Man, but what you're saying is, let me put it this way. If you don't do anything, then you're going to have mass murders. I mean, come on, Tim, with all due respect, you're trying to get around. Well, what if, you know, it's not going to stop it. But you know what? Maybe it might prevent some 18-year-old from going into a gun store, going to a gun uh, show, and and getting a gun, and then the next hour or two, 
decide to carry out a mass murder. Maybe it buys you time. And tell me what's and 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 by the way, maybe it it tells a gun store owner, uh, young man, we got to do a background check, young man. Uh, in doing our background check, or young woman, in doing our background check, Tim, we found out that you had some serious disciplinary problems in high school. And I'm a sorry, sir, but we're, I'm not. I'm not ready to. Uh, I, I can't sell this weapon to you. You don't qualify. Just because you turned 18 does not give does not qualify you to have a weapon of mass destruction and you know this and and let me tell you do you have children i'm agreeing with you i didn't say look i'm not saying you disagree i'm not talking you you think you're the only one listening to me i'm talking to the audience using you and your caller i'm not saying you don't agree with me do you have children Yes. Now, let me tell you why I asked this question. And it's not the reason is when I asked you, Tim, there are millions of folks listening who are listening to the same question. That's why I do it this way. This is not to disagree with you. This is to point out to you and, and for people who are listening who just don't want to accept the truth. What if your child was one of those childs killed in Texas? I bet you. I bet you, you would be doing whatever you could to tell these senators, we got to control this. Am I right or wrong? Yes. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even wrap my head around that. That's right. I, I, you know. And these senators, that's what that that's what, and I that's why I hear the frustration because you're representing. See, this is the other thing. You're representing. Millions of folk who can't call in. And 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 if you're sitting there intelligent, you can't you can't wrap your head around. I can't either. And then think about these senators with all the information they have, and they can't come up with a a simple solution because they want to make it complicated. Now you called about Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. That was what I initially called right, about. Right, right. I, I, I think you're a little off on your judgment of that because, and the reason I say that. Okay. This is the reason I say that. Go ahead. Is because when that was all going on, I had, I was at the time, I had just got out of the hospital from a double hernia surgery and I had the privilege of, I was out of work for three months. So I had the privilege of sitting down every day and actually i followed that trial oh so did i get hey hey so did i i followed it matter of fact closer than you did or as close as you did here we go now why I'm, let, let me tell you something here's the position that i took rittenhouse yesterday was sitting up there laughing and joking and challenging um uh, uh the president and at a gun range, and he's shooting an automatic rifle, and then turned to the camera and talking about, oh, you can't take our guns from us. That is an entirely different personality, an entirely different kid who was on the witness stand crying like a baby. They, I mean, looked like he was having a breakdown. You saw it at... 
You saw it and I saw it. And we both saw it at the same time. I didn't have a double hernia, and I, but my job is to watch. Now we got a kid who's going around lying about going into college. I mean, total lie. Oh, I'm, I've been enrolled in this school, number one. Number two, his mother drove his ass to a riot. Now I'm going to tell you something. I know you wouldn't drive your child to a riot, and I wouldn't drive my child to a riot. This is an entirely different young man than what we saw on the witness stand who damn near looked like he was having a breakdown. Now all of a sudden, oh, he's the poster boy for for shooting, for gun control. Bullshit. Now, now this is what I mean. You saw the same thing. I saw, but you come away with a different opinion. I'm telling you, what what happened? What happened to that child who was having a nervous breakdown on the witness stand? And now he's a spokesperson for something, by the way, you say you don't agree with. Make up your mind, Tim. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.